Hello, welcome to the You're Not My Therapist podcast. Today, we are talking about something I feel like a lot of you knows, or at least have experienced at some point in your life, because we're millennials or Gen Z <laughs> or anything. But anyway, I wanted to talk about the link between mental health and technology, particularly social media. Because, you know, social media can be a bit like a never-ending popularity contest. It's like we're all back in high school trying to get the most likes and followers and be part of the cool kids. But here's the thing, the number of likes and followers we have doesn't define your worth as human beings. And honestly, who has time to keep up with all those social media metrics anyway? I can barely remember my own phone number half the time. <laughs> so, yet it's, it's no surprise that with the advent of smartphones, social media, influencers, and other digital technologies, our lives have become more interconnected than ever before. And while this can have many benefits, it can also have negative impacts on our mental health. Let's start looking at some of the ways technology can affect our mental health. One of the most common issues is addiction. I'm addicted to social media. Studies have shown that excessive use of social media and other digital technologies can lead to addictive behavior, which can have negative consequences for our mental health. Another issue is the impact of social media on our self-esteem. So, platforms like Instagram and TikTok have been shown to contribute to feelings like anxiety, depression, and even low self-esteem as users compare themselves to others and try to meet unrealistic standards of beauty and success. Because have you ever noticed that social media can feel a bit like a highlight reel of everyone's lives? It's like, hey, look at me, I'm on vacation in Bali. Or check out my perfect family, complete with matching outfits and perfectly behaved children. But what we don't always see on social media is the behind-the-scenes stuff. Well... More and more influencers try to, to show the BTS, like, oh, let's get real and everything. But the fight with our friends, the tantrums from your kids, or the fact that you haven't done laundry in weeks, it's not shown every time. So... For my part, I already hadn't followed some influencers I followed before because I was at a low point in my life 
and it was not helping to see them living their best life in, in just in front of me. And I followed them back after when I was feeling better, but it's something I do when I feel the need to, and it's not, it's not a shame to do that. It's better than going to insult them. <laughs> and it's not even their fault most of the time, so it's just you, how you react to their actions. So it's up to you to do something about it and not just go insult them for just posting their perfect life or anything, you know. Because cyberbullying is another issue that can have serious impact on mental health. Like I said earlier, you said you have to think about things like this. It's your reaction to something who says the most about you or your traumas or your mental health, just simply. If seeing a person posting a about their holidays makes you angry. It's not their fault. It's just show a problem or something you have to resolve or heal in yourself. And it's yours to insult them. <laughs> not to mention like, who insults someone like that really? <laughs> Would you go to insult someone in the street like that just because she's showing a joy or whatever? But anyway, you also have to think that behind this Instagram account or else, there is a person, and you don't know what she's dealing with. Online harassment, trolling, and hate, hate speech can cause anxiety, depression, and other mental health problems. So it's another problem of social media and technologies. But if you are dealing with cyberbullying or other negative social media experiences, you can always unfriend, block, or report the offending user. It's, like, it's not like in real life. But in fact, I highly recommend the block and roll strategy because just block the haters and roll on with your life, you know? But it's not all bad news, obviously. If it was, we wouldn't be on Instagram and wouldn't do this podcast, you know? Technology can also have positive impacts on our mental health. For example, digital mental health resources like apps and online therapy, it just can make it easier for people to, to access the care they need, I think. For those who live in remote or undeserved areas particularly. And also during the pandemic, digital mental health services became more and more important than ever because people were unable to access in-person care due to social distancing measures, so it's, what, it's a good thing in this case. And you know, there are also apps that can help us manage stress and track your mood and everything and practice mindfulness. I use Headface, for example, and it helps me a lot. When I moved to London, I had to find another therapist because I knew I couldn't come back to Belgium as often as I wanted to see to see my own. So I was happy when I found apps like Mandler or BetterHelp because the struggle was here and I was feeling lonely. And you know, I speak French most of the time if the accent wasn't a clue. <laughs> so I speak English well, but I think, I think just the fact to explain some things, I feel deep inside myself and to have to concentrate to find the good words was a no for me at first. So it was cool to find some French speaking therapists that here too via these apps, you know, and technology can provide a sense of connection 
and support for people who may feel isolated or just alone too. And it can be like a platform for sharing experiences and just building community. There are also online support group and can provide space for people to connect with others who are going through similar challenges. Well, I think that was the primary goal of social media, actually. But it's important to remember that social media can be a valuable tool for mental health awareness and education. Many mental health organizations advocate use social media to raise awareness, provide resources, and just reduce stigma around mental health issues. And in a way, it makes you feel less alone too. It's, it's like a double-edged sword when it comes to mental health. On one hand, you have, it can be great for staying connected with friends and family, but on the other hand, it can sometimes feel like you're stuck in a never-ending game of keeping up, keeping up with the conditions. So, what can we do to ensure that technology has a positive impact on our mental health? I think, and you know that if you listen to the previous episodes, I, um, I don't think the world is black or white. I'm a great kind of person. So we don't have to think that social media are evil. I think it's what we do with them. After all, we are responsible for what we do and say and see. We can choose what's best for us. People who post on social media are not responsible for how we react to what they post, right? Well, as long as people put up trigger warning and respect the rules and doesn't post like illegal things or whatever, of course, but it's important for me to advocate for policy changes. This can include things like regulating social media algorithm to reduce the spread of harmful content and increases increasing access to digital mental health resources for all. But you know, for now, one solution is to practice digital self-care. This involves setting limits, boundaries on our technology use, taking breaks for social media, like I do all the time, and engaging in offline activities that bring us joy and fulfillment. So I think it's really important to do that. As I said, it's some, if something hurts someone makes you miserable, just unfollow. If you find yourself getting caught up in the social media comparison game, no one, no one is perfect. No life is as perfect as it looks on Instagram. And maybe instead of scrolling through your feed, you could just use that time to actually connect with a friend or family, I don't know, in real life, you know. Plus, it's, not, it's really not good for your eyes or just your health to just being in front of a screen all the time, so... <laughs> Uh, and then when I say this, like, how many times I just scroll till 5 a.m. without even realizing it? I s- it seriously disrupts all slim patterns. Exposure to blue light from screens can interfere with the production of, like, you know, uh, melatonin, the sleep hormone, you know? So it can lead to poor sleep quality and insomnia, so it's not, not good for you, for us. <laughs> for you, for us, for me. Anyway... So I heard that we have to try to stop using our phone or just watching TV or just any screen like two hours before going to sleep. And um, I tried that and 
I saw the difference. I, I have to say. But obviously, everyone is different in front of social media and everything related. But as you set boundaries, you realize we are a lot too much on our phones now. It's crazy. I began to put my phone in airplane, as I said, um, in airplane mode, like as soon as I stopped using it, to not being distracted, and I just forget about it because I don't receive any notification anymore. And I try to do some days without phone at, at all. Like, at first, I just, it just changed my, my life. <laughs> I read a lot more like, like I used to. I work a lot more. I'm just more creative too. I began to paint again. And I don't know, I'm just, I just like to stay in my sofa and just doing nothing now. Now I sometimes forget to use my phone, like my mom is not happy with me because I don't return her phone calls. <laughs> and she doesn't believe me when I explain to her that I just don't use my phone anymore <laughs> all the time. But yeah, to, to conclude this episode, I just say, Instead of focusing on the numbers game, let's focus on what really matters. Sounds really prophetic like this. <laughs> but I mean, meaningful connections with other people, whether that's through social media or in real life, let's prioritize quality over quantity. And if you're feeling like you're not getting enough likes or followers, remember that social media algorithm can be sickle and unpredictable. Sometimes it's just luck or the draw, whether your post goes viral or, or falls flat, you know? So don't take it personally if your latest selfie doesn't break the internet instantly. Because in the end, social media is just one small part of our life. Let's not let it consume us or just define our self-worth. Instead, let's, let's focus on the things that truly make us happy and fulfilled. Why can't we do that? <laughs> Whether they're spending time with loved ones, pursuing our passions, or just binge-watching Netflix. Well, that's all for today. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode again. And I hope you had a good time listening to me. I like to hear your opinions too. So don't hesitate to send me what you think about the topics we talk about here, and especially this time. And obviously, if you like the podcast, don't hesitate to subscribe and feel free to leave us a review. Also, don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of the You're Not My Therapist, where we'll be exploring another topic related to mental health, always with sarcasm and humor if I can. <laughs> and as always, you're not my therapist. But you'll do.